Hi, I'm Kaylin. Hi, I'm Luke. And, and this, this is, is Death, Death Road, Road Dialogue. Okay, so to start out, we got another Apple Podcast review. And I don't know if this is her, um, like, Apple name. I think that maybe when you do it a review, it asks you what your name is. Because it says Cousin Steph Jones. So it's definitely my cousin, Stephanie Jones. And she said, absolutely love your podcast, quote, or parentheses, I may be a little partial, though, parentheses, I'm so proud of you. Um, and if you don't do a word rating, it doesn't, your name doesn't pop up. So if you just do stars, I'm not going to be able to see what users are doing that. Because we have five five-star ratings, but I only have two that pop up. Right. So if I don't shout you out and you just did a star rating, that's why, because it doesn't show me. But thank you. Yeah, it definitely matters each review we get. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you um, to my cousin for giving us a rating. It's very nice. And that's all I have. Do you have anything? Uh, no. Okay, we're just jumping into it. All right, this one is going to be a uh, nice little um, short story. So, this is Charles William Bass. Did you ever watch Gossip Girl? No. Okay, one of the guys on there, the character's name is Charles Bass. Oh. So I just didn't know if... Yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, but you don't think there's like a correlation? It's just coincidence? Oh yeah, it's really... I would hope. That would be weird. He's not like a villain. Hmm. I mean, maybe like the first season, but... Not anyway. the whole thing. Yeah, just anyway, I just thought it was a funny coincidence if you knew Gossip Girl, but you don't. So, anyways. He was born on January 10th, 1957, and he had a previous conviction of burglary of a building with intent to commit a theft. So, um, and that was the only, there wasn't anything about his home life or before the crime. Right. So, on April 16th, 1979, when Bass was 23, he robbed a lounge bar at gunpoint in Harris County, so the Houston area, and then he fled on foot. So, half a mile from the bar, he was walking, and two deputy marshals stopped him. There was conflicting stories. One said that he had a traffic warrant and that it was just a coincidence that they saw him. And another said that they were looking for the person that robbed the bar. So I'm not really sure exactly which one it was. But maybe both. Yeah. You know. But um, they noticed that there were rolled bills and coins stuffed into his pockets. So maybe they noticed him and connected it. Or maybe they noticed that when they were searching him for the other warrant. What? Oh, see, it doesn't say like... It was after they started searching him they noticed the coin? No, it didn't say which one. I mean, I could only imagine having your pockets full of a roll of quarters or something. Oh, yeah. It would be pretty obvious. I mean, you think, like, his pants were sagging down? Those are heavy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. They probably. <laughs> um, so, when they were talking to him, he pulled out a thirty-eight caliber pistol and shot... Officer Baker, one of the officers in the stomach, and then he attempted to shoot his partner, Ross McMahon, but missed and hit the patrol vehicle. And then once Officer Baker was laying on the ground, he shot him again in the thigh. And 
I believe there was a shootout between the partner Ross and Bass. And Bass got shot in the thigh. So, it didn't say how he got away after the shootout. Because it said that he fled on foot. Oh boy, if he started running, that guy probably stopped to save his friend, you know. Yeah, but you're not just running, you're running with a bullet in your thigh. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not sure. This was, this was just a hard case to research. There wasn't. Like, doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. So, it said that he fled to Kentucky. So, he got from here to Kentucky. <laughs> Forrest Gump. I don't, I don't think it was on foot. That would be pretty impressive. You have a bullet in your thigh and you get from Texas to Kentucky. It, and it didn't say the timeline either. So this could have been like three months. Right. Um, but I believe he was staying with his grandmother and his grandmother turned him in. So they, the family members turned him in and he only got $300 from the robbery. That's it. Well... I don't think it was about the robbery. It was about him being arrested. What do you mean? That's why he shot the officer. Right? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's not like the other ones where he shot the person he was robbing yeah, for yeah. $50. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, um, the officer that was shot and killed was a deputy marshal, Charles Baker, and he was 52 years old and he had a wife and a son. So... About the case, there was one incident um, that kind of was his whole basis for his appeals, and that was that on his jury, there was a juror named Marilyn Turner, and she had asked to be excused from the jury after being picked, like after she was on the jury for like a month or two, she asked to be excused because a um, an armed an armed man came into her house. And, like, got into her room and was going to, I don't know, I don't, I didn't see the whole story of what happened. It wasn't really put out there. It just said that there was a knife-wielding man that broke into her apartment and was in her bedroom when she woke up. And so, she was just, you know, super anxious and she couldn't sleep. She wasn't functioning right, so she thought that she couldn't be like a good member of the jury because of all that. But she said that, you know, if I need to do my public duty, then like I'll stay on the jury. Right. I'm just worried because I'm so frantic because this happened to me. Yeah. Um, but they denied her dismissal because she had testified that she wasn't biased towards him because of it, because it wasn't him that did it. Yeah. So she wasn't going to be biased to him about it, but she was just frazzled. Like she would have a panic attack or something? I think it was more, like, yeah, like, stressful for her. Mm -hmm. But, I don't know. They had alternate jurors. Like, they had two alternates. So, I don't... I think the big deal was that if she was dismissed, then the defense could say that they needed a mistrial and start all over. And so, the things that you gain from that is like, okay, I already know what the prosecution's gonna say. So, well, she wouldn't have said this, bef don't they ask you before they start the case, if you think you're fit? Yeah, but this, the incident happened after she was chose. So, like, the trial was already, like, a month in. Oh, I see. So, she was asking to be excused because this happened. Mm. 
And the defense would have been able to say, oh, okay, well, we have to start all over then with new everything. Right. So they decided that she could stay on because she said that she wouldn't be biased since it wasn't him who did it. But, but doesn't it still have to be unanimous? No, the judge decides. Oh, like the... The jury. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, what if before this happened, she... I just feel like she'd be like more scared now. You know? Right. Like after this happens to you, you're more worried about this person getting out. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. So that was the real big thing about the trial. But he refused his last meal. Last week it was one tortilla. This week it was nothing. What? Yep. That seems so crazy to me. Yeah. But I do love food. That's just, I think everyone loves food. <laughs> yeah, right. Most people. <laughs> um, so he ate a cheese sandwich and a coffee like four hours before his execution. So like they feed you again before. So his last meal was not supposed to be his last meal. Mm. And so... His famous last words were, don't feel bad, mama. I deserve this. So, seems like he did have remorse. Yeah. How old was he? Um, when he was 23. So, he was 23 when he committed the crime. And he was executed on March 18th, 1982. No, that's not correct. On March 12th, 1986. He was executed and declared dead. So, that is seven years after the crime, so he was 30. But um, what I was saying on March 18th, he got a stay of execution seven hours before his scheduled execution. And then he got four more years because of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, he died eight minutes after his lethal injection, and his... uh, his story was the subject of a documentary called Murder in Houston, and it was directed by a Frenchman, Francois Rickenbaugh. And I tried to find where you could stream it at, and I searched Murder in Houston with the director, and all that was coming up was Houston, Texas. And I was really confused, and I clicked on it, and that's the French title. So I think it's an actual French film. Oh. I don't think it's a... United States, or I I think it's in French, and I couldn't find anywhere to stream it, and, but from what I read about it is, he was going to Houston to record something else. He already had a documentary in mind, and then this case happened. So he started recording the trial, Mm. and so he recorded everything, and it's, I'm pretty sure it's like live footage. Oh, okay. And it's not, it's not like reenactments and stuff. Right. So... I thought it'd be really interesting to see, and I couldn't find it. It was pretty disappointing. I mean, what if it was all in French? I, I don't know. I think <laughs> it would still be cool. They'd see him, like, moving around, or... I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's see technology the to turn it to English or something. English captions. I just thought it would be really interesting, and I was kind of disappointed that I couldn't find it. But, um... As usual, I got my information from Murderpedia and UPI News. So, that is all I have for you. Uh, What was the officer's name? The officer's name was 
Well, and I X'd out of my little thing. His name was also Charles. It was uh, Charles Baker. Charles Baker? Mm-hmm. And he died from those two gunshots? Uh, yeah, I think it was the stomach wound was the one that was... Right, right. And um, he he does have the memorial page that right. all the officers have. And I finally figured out what that acronym is because I couldn't figure out. It's odmp.com and it's Officer Down Memorial Page. Oh. So, um, yeah, he did have recent things on there and that's actually how I found out what his partner's name was because his partner's name was never mentioned in any of the articles but his partner goes on there regularly yeah I and, can only imagine and um comments about it so there was something oh I don't know if you remember this but there was I can't remember which one a lot of these people have been named Charles it must have been a very popular name because there was Charles Brooks, and I I can't remember who it was, but somebody murdered somebody that had the same name as them. I can't remember if it was Charles Brooks Jr. or not. I don't think so. But I just thought it was crazy that it was the same name. And I know that's happened before, because I remember having to think about saying their last name. There can only be one Charles. Well, there's a lot of Charles around this time, so. <laughs> They're all after each other. Dang, I, I'm sad that I can't remember. No, it was I think it was Charles Milton. See, too many Charles. Too many <laughs> Charles. <laughs> if your name is Charles, I'm sorry. And we will talk to you next week. That's All it. All right. Thanks for <laughs> listening. All right. Bye. Bye.